Tick tock. Today I've got Kelsey on. You can find her at Socially Kells on TikTok and Instagram. And we're going to be talking how you can leverage TikTok to generate leads for your business, even if you think your audience is not on TikTok, which I hear a lot. So let's dive into that now. Kelsey, pumped to have you here to break down TikTok. Surprisingly, um, you know, it's kind of crazy to say this, but you're the first person to come on here to talk specifically around TikTok. So uh, with that said, I think the first thing we have to uh, break down is the false belief that a lot of people have about TikTok in that their audience isn't on TikTok. What's your response when people come to you and say like, oh, like, but, but the person who buys my product or service, they're not on TikTok. That's such a common thing that people say. I think that when the app first started, it was based more towards kids, I guess you could say. There used to be Musical.ly. It was a little dancing app. It's come so far in such a short amount of time. If you're not already on TikTok, you need to be, and you'll see immediately the amount of people that are on there and the different types of content that are on there. It's truly amazing. Everybody, every audience is on TikTok these days, and you can truly build a community on there surrounding any industry. And the other thing... Uh, objection I hear people have is, but I don't want to dance and like poke at bubbles on the screen and stuff like that. Is that a requirement to produce content on TikTok? That's so funny. Another very common question. It's just known as this dancing app, right? Um, no, not at all. You don't have to do that. I mean, personally for me, even I grew my TikTok account with just sitting in direct to camera, just speaking, no even trendy audios and fancy dancing, anything like that. You really can just connect with people however you're comfortable creating the content. And I know one of the areas that you've excelled with and, and that you help people with is more on the uh, lead generation side of TikTok, which for people that don't think their audience on TikTok is probably equally surprised that their audience is on TikTok and they can generate leads from TikTok. So uh, I'd love to break down how you're actually doing that and how you know ultimately those people are coming into your business to become clients for your coaching program. So I know the the first thing when when it comes to generating leads is since Tintalk is a content platform, you have to create content. So, can we start with like how do you normally uh, coach people or guide people into creating content that their ideal avatar or audience would actually like to consume? Yeah, so I use TikTok as sort of the top of my funnel personally. The organic reach on TikTok, if you don't already know can be really, really amazing. So that is something that I definitely utilized early in my business and now still to this day. So you get a lot of organic reach, like I said, on TikTok. So you're going to get a lot of raising awareness of your business, your brand. That's going to be one of the biggest things. But then how do we dive deeper into that and actually convert some of this you know, awareness into leads? That's where a bit of a strategy comes in. So when it comes to TikTok, there's a lot of trending audios, trending sounds, trending things that you can do and put your own spin on, which is really, really awesome. Um, you're going to do a lot of that on TikTok to get the awareness out there and get the, that organic reach. Then apart from that, you want to nurture the audience as well. So to put this in simple terms, the way that I do my TikTok, the way that I teach others how to convert leads on TikTok is to think of three different types of content. So the first is going to be that awareness that I was just talking about. That's going to be your trending sounds, you know, the trending, whatever it may be at the moment. It changes all the time. You got to keep up a little bit. Um, the second part is going to be consideration. So this is the content for people that aren't seeing you for the first time. Maybe they already followed you or they see your videos a couple times on their For You page. This is where you're going to dive a little bit deeper. You're going to educate them on something, whatever it may be. They're 
going to kind of more understand who you are, what you're offering, you know, teach them. I think the main, main thing with this is that you aren't really selling. You're educating. You're giving some sort of value. That is what's going to do the best. And then the third type of content is more of the promotional side of things, which is going to be the very least of your content. The best way to sell on TikTok is to not sell that much, if that makes sense. So the actual call to actions, the you know promotional content is going to be a very small part of your strategy. You're just going to have it there every little while so people remember that you have something to offer. But really, the best thing you could do on TikTok is give all the value, all the education. And then from there, it will convert to leads if you're giving that value. Like Gary Vee says, jab, jab, right hook. Oh, love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're putting out these these other two types of content, which uh, it sounds like don't have you know any call to action. It's just like give value, make them aware of you, and then create this other content that also gives value, but probably has a call to action in this. Like, hey, if you want to learn how to do X, Y, and Z, like go here. And when you're doing this call to action on TikTok, are you driving them directly to a web page or to your profile, which has a link in it? So usually to your profile that has a link in it, it's getting very tricky on TikTok because they really don't want you to be directing people off the app. It's something that they're sort of censoring. If you say the words link in bio or check out my link, it does tend to have a bit of a censorship there, unfortunately. Like they're suppressing views of it? Yeah, exactly. And even if you comment, if you type in the comments link in bio, I found that a lot of people, their comments aren't actually getting posted. They just get sort of shadowed. So it is something you have to be careful with. But that's where it comes down to. You don't really need the call to action. People know that there's a link in your bio. If you give enough value, they'll be interested enough to go to your profile and people know where to go next. Um, But those call to actions are you have to be a little bit creative with it. You can say, you know, if you want to learn more, go to my profile. And then people kind of know that there's a link there. But usually you're trying to get them, yes, to the link in your profile to direct them to whatever it may be, your signup page or your product or yeah, whatever you're trying to do. When it comes to like the actual content ideas, are there any like tools or any process you have to kind of like get that stuff out of your head or out of a client's head onto paper so you actually know like the stuff that you want to record? Yeah. So when it comes to content ideas, I think there's a few different sort of, I guess, structures of video. The best sort of structures is to have that hook at the very beginning, whatever point you want to get across, get that out the very very beginning. You want it to be short and sweet. You want to get your point across. People have very short attention spans. So come up with the hook, come up with your point, and then just have it go. Don't, you know, dilly dally on the app and, you know, have it be a long content piece. If you know what I mean, you have to be very quick with it. So when it comes to coming up with content ideas, if you can come up with a structure like that, where it hooks them in the beginning, then gives them the value and then either has a call to action or doesn't have a call to action. Um, But yeah, just writing down any content ideas you have on paper really helps just have this like giant master list of ideas and then going from there and saying, okay, how can I structure this idea? to make it interesting for someone that's scrolling. Because that's the one thing you have to think about. How do you stop someone from scrolling is really the biggest thing. And then how do you make them want to either like, share, or comment? Usually it's a piece of content that has something that they want to go back and listen to again, or they want to share with their friend, or they want to see more of. So yeah, you really have to think of what is this, what is the purpose of this piece of content? That's what you have to think about behind every idea. Yeah. And that's why that beginning piece is so important. I like to think about it similar to like 
the beginning of the video is like the like the email subject line of it, right? It's the part that wants to get them to like stay there or click or or learn more. So it needs to be like that. The the traditional marketing stuff, it needs to create curiosity, you know, have an element of fear or any of those types of uh, emotions that you want to try to invoke in someone. Uh, one thing I, I did want to ask, because I've just recently uh, noticed this, is when TikTok first came out, I forget like how long the videos were, but they were short. Then they were like a minute. And then I think they were two minutes. And now it's all there. They have up to 10 minutes. Like, how do you think that's going to evolve the platform? Because the from what I've seen, the best performing content, because you were just talking about the length of the content, uh, the best performing content is like that. It's typically shorter. It's like that 20 to 40 seconds type of content that seems to do the best. And now they roll out 10 minutes. Uh, how do you think this is going to change TikTok? Yeah, it's interesting because when they first started, it was more compared to Vine, right? Where it was that really short content. Um, and it did really well and everyone was liking that. And now it's longer. It's so interesting. I have yet to see a 10-minute video on TikTok. So I haven't seen personally anyone do it yet. But I have noticed that a little bit longer content is doing better now. That like not 10 minutes, but just over a minute from like one to three minutes has been doing well. If you can keep your audience entertained for that long though, right? So it is a little bit harder um, I don't know if this is them trying to compete with YouTube or if that's something in the long term that they want their content on TikTok to be longer. So it'll be interesting to see. But for now, I think we're still in that sort of 30 seconds to two minutes yeah. range. I yeah. think it's still where we're I at. I think it'll take a while to like break that user behavior of like exactly. if they don't get the immediate hook, they're like they're gone. They're on to the next thing. I think that they're going to make a long-term run at YouTube. I think that's the, I, I could, this is just total hypothesis, but I could see them breaking it almost into like, you know, let's just call it two different tabs. There's like the short form, like punchy stuff. And then there's like the longer form stuff that'll be like, probably kind of like how Snap has like their, their little series or whatever. I could see like them doing something like that where creators would would create series or, or you know, seasons or something like that of, of content. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting that, yeah, I could see that happening as well. A lot of times people get caught up in the tactics and they spend hours and hours and hours searching for um, the, the various little tricks of the trade, so to speak. So I'm just going to ask you a couple like rapid fire questions. How important are hashtags on TikTok? important, but in a different way as on Instagram. They're not important for reaching more people, but more for categorizing what type of content it is to make sure it gets in front of the right audience, I find. How important is trending sounds and music uh, for the reach of your content on TikTok? It is important for the content that you want to reach out to more people and get that organic reach. It can be a really good tool to use to do that. So it is important for some content. <laughs> yeah. And any uh, tricks or tips on how to optimize someone's bio? Is there any, like, do keywords or anything matter in your bio? I would say yes, they matter a little bit. Uh, again, just for TikTok to sort of categorize you and for you to come up when people are searching. So definitely have like who you are, what you offer in your bio. For example, for me, I have social media marketing tips, like, hi, I'm Kelsey. And that's just immediately so that people go to your profile and know what kind of content to expect and who you are. And for uh, someone that's just getting onto TikTok and wanting to grow as quick as possible, obviously, 
riding trends or a big piece of capitalizing on that that quick growth. Um, how do you recommend someone balance trying to ride a trend, but also um, stay in their lane, so to speak, from a niche? Would you just say like, don't worry about it, just ride the trend and a portion of that audience will be interested in what you talk about mainly? Or what's your thoughts on that? I would say to still try and stay within your niche. If you can find any trends that you can put your own spin on that still makes sense for your niche or type of content, that is the best place to be. Um, having yeah, half your content be that trending stuff, if you can put your own spin on it, and then the other half be original content where you're giving actual value, that's what's going to make people stay, not just come across you and then say, oh, cool, yeah, that other value is going to make them stay. Got it. And so the the three big short form platforms, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, and TikTok, where would you rank those in terms of ease of growth? Let's just say like audience growth. Like if you had to put them in order, like where would you rank those? I think TikTok is probably the easiest to grow, grow an audience. Um, YouTube shorts though are doing really amazing right now. I think because YouTube is purposely trying to push them out because they want this feature to be used. So that's something to think about similar to TikTok two, two years ago. I mean, the older platform gets, it does get a little bit harder. I think reels are great too. I find that reels reach a lot of people, but just don't convert into followers the same that TikToks do. So I think people on TikTok are more likely to hit the follow button than on YouTube and Instagram. That would be my opinion. I see the same thing. Easier to get views on reels uh, doesn't necessarily translate into uh, followers. So. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Kelsey, this has been uh, fantastic. Thank you for sharing all this uh, amazing knowledge that you have on TikTok and coming on to talk to the Content Funnels audience. Where can people connect with you? I'm sure you're going to say TikTok. So what's yeah. your uh, handle on TikTok? Yes, on TikTok. I'm at Socially Kels. I'm at Socially Kels on everything, really. So you can find me there. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having me. Ready to launch your content funnel and turn your content into a revenue generating machine? Head to contentfunnels.co to snag a time on my calendar and let's chat about how my company can handle it for you. From A to Z, soup to nuts, head to toe, beginning to end. You get the idea.